So that book is um, the, the book is designed to help you truly create a business through real estate. And once I figured out by reading that book, because I had read it before, I'd actually went to Barnes and Noble and picked that book up um, right when I got my license. And it was like read in Chinese. I didn't even understand the terminology in it. So I put it up. And three years later, when it was introduced to me again, when I started reading it again, after Heidi had said, hey, go back and read that book, you have to hire an admin to take that stuff off your plate so you can go out and be the businesswoman that you know, you're trying to be. Today is the first day of the new agent podcast, and today we're going to interview Jennifer Voorhees, who is a top producing agent in Keller Williams, and we're going to go ahead and get started today. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on, Brad. I appreciate it. It's a, it's our pleasure. Um, so I want to start off, what, what got you into real estate? So I actually built my first house when I was 20, not knowing that it was real estate. And I fell in love with the um, idea of being able to build what you want. Again, I had no idea that that was called real estate. And then fast forward into my casino career, one of my clients actually said, hey, Jen, I think you would be really good at real estate. And that was about 15 years later. And about that time, I was just finishing up my degree in business and I was like, tell me a little bit more about this, Rick. Like, what, what is this real estate thing? And I went over to his office. He was going to hire me to be his admin at a Remax over in uh, Blue Ash. And when I went in and gave him my uh, license, he was kind enough to say that he couldn't hire me, that he would do me one better, that I needed to go back to Northern Kentucky, get my real estate license and start a real estate company there. Um, my, my company, like sell real estate. And I actually was kind of appalled because I didn't even know how to take that in. He said, your sphere is over in Kentucky. That's where you're going to grow a big business. I didn't even know what the word sphere meant. Um, but from there, he mentored me for a, a little bit. I got my license and then um, started selling real estate at Remax in 2006. Oh, that's that's amazing. So you started in 2006 um, and, and you got in, involved that way. That's so great. Um, so how, and we're at the end of 2022, as you can see with your festive hat that you have on today, um, how are you going to end up closing out 2022 in units and volume? Yeah, so this was a really interesting year, like super interesting. Um, my business partner and I went over the numbers yesterday and Normally, we sell about 200 houses on average at an average of 40 to 42 million a year. And this year, we're going to close out about 150 units at the same volume, which is kind of nuts. But knowing what happened in the last two years with COVID, house prices went up about 50 grand here on average for us and our team, like what we were selling. Um, so that made a huge impact on how many units we were doing. So we only are going to do about 150 units. But you know, do the same amount of volume. So still a very strong year, not the exact year that we were hoping for, but um, really happy that we were able to help 150 families. Wow, that's great. So what you uh, kind of lost a little bit in unit number, you ended up gaining in volume because of the appreciation of the market over the last couple of years. That's great. Yeah, worked uh, less. We worked a little bit less, but made about the same amount of money. That's good. 
That's great. Um, tell everyone a little bit about the current structure team, how many people are on there and what they do. Sure. Absolutely. Love to talk about that. Um, so we have a pretty large team and we have 15 people in our organization. Out of the 15, 14 of them are licensed. Um, we have three administrative staff, kind of four if you count my husband. So Sandy does um, pretty much everything on the day-to-day, -day, taking care of our numbers, paying the bills, doing our P&L, and um, doing my contract to close along with a couple other agents. Um, she's got the bulk of the business and she pretty much runs it side by side of me. Um, my husband does the listings. So when one of our agents takes listings, he gets them all online and we sell in Kentucky, Ohio and Indiana. So he's working out of three different MLSs. And then Christy um, does all the contract to close for the rest of the team, which is a pretty substantial amount of closings that she takes care of. And then out of the 14 licensed agents that we have selling for us, they cover Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana. And then myself, I'm licensed in Kentucky and Ohio. I cover Northern Kentucky, Southern Ohio. I'll go to Lexington and Richmond, just listed a property in Cumberland. So I'll travel a little bit um, because I can sell anywhere in Kentucky. And I also sell in Louisville as well. Um, but structures just about looks like that. We have an expansion team out of New Albany, Indiana. David and Christy sell for us there. And then we also um, are, we have an, two people that we're bringing on this spring or early um, before spring, just depending. Um, one is going to, well, actually they're both going to be in Northern Kentucky. So at the very end of getting them through um, their 30, 60, 90, we'll be at 17 people in our organization. Oh, wow. So you have 17 people. And of that, you said there was going to be four people that are kind of on the admin side of things. And then the rest of them are, are uh, agents, right? Yep, production, right. Okay. And then um, how, did, how did you build a team that big? How did you go about doing that? Um, all by design. So when I left um, my previous company uh, 13 years ago, I was struggling. I couldn't do the paperwork. I couldn't put out the signs, you know, do the lock boxes. It was, it was a lot of heavy lifting on the front side for me to be able to spend time with my clients on the backside. And that's where I was lacking. Um, I even went to my brokers and told them there's got to be a better way to do this business. It, I didn't use the word solo because I didn't know that that was a term. I just said, I think I need a partner. I need somebody to help me do the day-to-day -day activities um, because it was extremely stressful because um, I'm a perfectionist and I want to do my very best to give my clients customer service. And one day, Brad, um, I don't even think I've ever told you this story before. I dropped a file on the ground at Remax. And this was before I came to KW. And my broker called me and he said, um, hey, you dropped this file. Their names are, you know, blah, blah. I'm going to put it in your mailbox and you can grab it tomorrow. And I said, nope. I said, that's not my file. And he goes, well, it's got your name on it. And I proceeded to argue with him in a kind way. But my brain had totally forgot meeting my clients you know, putting a contract together for my client. I, I literally was oh, on wow. autopilot and I was only doing at that point um, in my second year, maybe about 30 deals on my own, but that's a lot mm -hmm. of volume. And I was working a full-time job at night. I would go into the casino at 11 o'clock at night and work until seven o'clock in the morning. So I was, I was just truly running on autopilot. And I remember going into work the next day and I grabbed that file and I just started crying because it hit me at that moment 
there was no way that I was going to do real estate if that was the way that it was designed for it to be done. So I went and talked to my brokers and I told them, I'm like, look, I said, I can't do this. I'm burning the candle at both ends and I'm not giving good customer service. Can you all help me? And they did. They tried to put me in, you know, some coaching with some of the agents there. And um, uh-huh. about that time, literally KW came into the market center and um, I met with a lady by the name of Heidi Four, which is one of my current mentors. And she said, you don't have a problem doing real estate. You're doing real estate at a high volume, but you need to build a business. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, and she slid the millionaire real estate book over to me, which is pretty much the Bible. And she said, you just need to follow this. So that book is um, the, the book is designed to help you truly create a business through real estate. And once I figured out by reading that book, because I had read it before, I'd actually went to Barnes and Noble and picked that book up. Um, right when I got my license and it was like reading Chinese. I didn't even understand the terminology in it. So I put it up and three years later, when it was introduced to me again, when I started reading it again, after Heidi had said, Hey, go back and read that book. You have to hire an admin to take that stuff off your plate. So you can go out and be the businesswoman that, you know, you're trying to be. Um, that was the very first part of me growing the organization um, never oh, wow. knowing that it would get to the point of where it's at today. So I just, I followed, I just followed exactly what the other people had done that had been successful and wrote that book. And that's how I, that's how I grew the team. So the millionaire real estate book that, that it's, uh, th- that's, that's been out for how long now? Over 35 years. Oh, wow. Seriously. Yeah. The, the blueprint still works today. And yeah. They've done a rewrite of it. Yeah, there's a couple of things that they have changed in there because, um, you know, demographics have changed throughout the United States and time has changed real estate a little bit. But for the most part, the business building part of it is still very true to what Gary had wrote, you know, 35 plus years ago. That's amazing. So you started with Kelly Williams, hired your first admin, and then it's grown to where it is now. Yeah. Yep. That's, yep. That's that's a great story. Great story. Thank you. I definitely so, feel like we're blessed. Well, um, another question that I had for you is what what deserves all your attention, but seldomly gets it? That's a pretty easy question. If my husband was in this room, he would tell you him. Um, <laughs> good and bad. He was the reason why I, I got my license. He was behind me the whole way. He actually helped pay to get my real estate license before we even knew that we could. I mean, this Uh-oh. This was not even in our mind that we could grow an empire like we have. Um, But he's been my backbone ever since. And part of that is wonderful. And the other part is when you're growing a big business, your clients, unfortunately and fortunately, come first all the time. And now I'm at a position where this team, this organization that we built is running so solid um, that all the time that I didn't give to him and the family, I'm going to be able to hopefully catch up on you know, in the future. Um, it's hard when you're trying to do this business and, you know, take days off, but your phone rings and you got to get to people. Um, family, unfortunately for me, has definitely not been the number one priority um, growing this business has. And that is not good or bad. It's just as factual. Um, so, you know, the next few years, I actually have it on my business plan to take off every other Friday and every other Wednesday to be able to spend more time with him and my kids because my youngest is 10. Um, and Lord knows we only got about eight more years until he moves out of this house. So I want to take full advantage of them. 
that that sounds like a great plan and a and a and a great goal to have and to dedicate that time back to them. That's that's amazing. Well, I'm gonna put um, that on you to hold me to it since you're such a good family okay. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I've I've heard the same thing, Dad. You're always on the phone, <laughs> right? And I was like, hard not to be I always really? on the phone in this business. Am I really? But I think uh, yeah. So um, that's good. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're. That's one of your goals for the upcoming future. Yeah. Thank you very um, much. One of the things, if if you were to have to start all over today as a brand new agent, what would be your main focus if you, using your experience as a, as a tool, what would be your main focus? Oh my goodness. I love this question. And the craziest thing about this question is every single year I battle with this question. And the number one thing is my database. Um, I have known ever since I got to Keller Williams, how important um, the database slash data bank is, is what we call it at KW. And because of the rapid growth that I've had year over year um, and some other things that, you know, kind of put a pause on me growing the business, that has been the thing that's went to the side. And we know that that needs to be the number one thing that we always work on daily. So that would 100% be if I lost everything and I had to start over today, every single person that I come in contact with would be put into my database correctly, labeled correctly. Um, I would know how to communicate with those people in the right way because um, not every single person that's in your database needs, you know, an update on Triple Crown where I live at. Um, and so forth. So that to me would be the number one thing that I've learned over the past 13 years being at KW is you really need to hone in and take care of those people that know, like, and love you, but make sure you're communicating with them correctly. Because my issue is we've grown so rapidly, you know, some of the, some of the data gets in and some of it doesn't get all the way in and we'll have a piece here and like a piece missing here. And that is just, that's not good business. Um, so we have totally revamped the way that we um, coach on our team in between Sandy and I. And that is the I would say out of the three things that we coach on weekly, that's probably number one outside of you know setting appointments and doing the rest of our daily routines is making sure that our team is truly getting their people into the system correctly. Um, and from there, okay. you can grow anything as long as you have the right you know, the right information. And unfortunately I've got 7,200 people that I have to clean up, <laughs> get all the oh, right wow. information in there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that, that's a good point that you point you brought up there about the database. What would be an appropriate, so to help some of the, the people that are newer and listening to this podcast, what would be the best, um, what are the things that you're missing in your database that you you realize that hey I missed this point and this is really important. Um, what what are those things that you're missing that you you want to go back and fix? Yeah, um, that's a great question as well. So good. This is just factual. I've been through four different CRMs, which is you know the the actual structure of the internal part of um, a program that holds your database. I think Brad, if I could go back all the way to the beginning. If I would have known what I know now, I would have picked one outside of the company, you know, not not the one that Remax owned, not the one that Keller Williams owned, but one that I could actually own. Because as you grow and they change programs, um, you lose data. Right. So that would be mm -hmm. 
thing that I would change. I would I would have kept that database my own and a program of my own. So as I grew or as I moved companies, it I didn't lose anything. Um, but because of that, I've learned with these different CRMs what's truly important. So obviously your name, um, your address where you live at, your email address, your phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we take it a couple steps further. We do birthdays and then we do anniversaries to houses. Those two things I truly missed. Um, I never even took in consideration that I need to call them every single year. And I know that is like the easiest thing to do. But as my business has literally skyrocketed since the beginning, I'm going to miss things. I'm just not perfect. So I would go back and make sure that we had all of those things in order. So every day I had a list of the birthdays that I could call. And when I call people, I sing to them. I do like a, a singogram because I love to sing and I don't ever uh-huh. have to. So it's kind of a touch that I do just personally. And then with their house, we could do Popeyes on their anniversary, but we never got the opportunity to do that because we weren't keeping track of our data correctly. So those are the things that I would 100% change if I had to go back and start that, you know, um, data collection all over again. Okay. So the one thing that you, the couple of things that you missed were the, the birthdays and the anniversary date on the date that they were closed, they closed on their home and, and the closing date so that you can send them like a anniversary gift, so to speak. And um, cool. That's, re- that's really good for someone to know this. Right simple, now. But I missed yeah. it. You know, I wasn't coached yeah. at the very beginning. I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally servicing people and on to the next. I knew that I wanted to be, I wanted to be the realtor that they called for life I knew that I had to stay um, connected with them, but I didn't have a system on doing it. And that would have helped me say, stay a little bit more systematized. At least I would have been two more touches that would have been automatically built in throughout, you know, the 12 month year. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. So as we wrap up, what would you say is the biggest influence on your success? What has been the biggest influence on your success? Super simple. That is so easy. Having a coach at all time. Um, okay. I remember when I interviewed with Heidi, she said, we got to get you a coach. And I was like, Hey, I'm not making no money. <laughs> like I barely, I don't think <laughs> I'm like, well, what's this coach going to cost me? I'm like, you first got to tell me I got to hire an admin and now I got to get a coach. Like how's this all going to work out in the budget? Um, but I'm glad that I am not a good budgeter cause I'm not. And I just went with um, my gut feeling and knowing that if, you know, these giants that I was listening to were telling me to do that. Um, it was important. So I hired my first coach and um, I've never, ever not had a coach in 13 years being at KW. That is 100% where all the success comes from. They see me break it. Right. They, they show me how to put it back together and fix it. That's amazing. So coaching is the key. So now if you're new and you're new to the business, how do you get like uh like you're you're new to the business, you're a new agent, you don't have any um real actual funds to allocate to coaching. How do you get a coach? How would you be able to do that? Well, and that's a great question too. So at my other, you know, my other company that that wasn't there, right? You could do like you could get online and you could watch some um recorded sessions of some things of other coaches or people that were teaching, but it wasn't like one-on-one. Um, but at Keller Williams, which obviously I love, and I'm always going to promote it. We have a coaching program called productivity coaching. And when you come in and you first get your license, you do not need money. 
Um, what they do is they coach you up. And when you make money, they make money. And we have two coaches, Chelsea and Aubrey, that are um, ex-school teachers. And they have just taken our coaching program to a whole nother level. They are making these oh, brand no. new agents absolutely wicked good. And they literally hold their hand through all the transactions. They teach them how to prospect, how to grow the database. Um, from A to Z, they're teaching you everything within a year. And after a year, if you want to stay with them, you still can, but they require a year because that's really about what you're going to need to understand the ebbs and flows of real estate. Um, but we're super successful with that program. And I think that's one of the reasons why Keller Williams has grown from zero to number one in Northern Kentucky and sustains that number, number one position because KW globally is the number one training company in the world. And there is no doubt that we're the number one training company in Northern Kentucky. We've got some stellar people always here to coach. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, now, with everything that we've gone over today, I hope you guys got some insight on what Jennifer Voorhees has done and how she's created her business and what it takes to be successful as an agent. Um, if if they want to get in contact with you, they can reach you on social media. Is that right? Good. Absolutely. Yeah, we're pretty much on every handle. Mackenzie's our marketing director. We're on Facebook under Jennifer Hobner Voorhees or the Voorhees team, um, or you can always reach me at my cell, which is 859-991-9035. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Jennifer, thank you for your time today. And I appreciate always your support. And it was great interviewing you and to get into better insight on how you've been successful. Thank awesome. you for your time. Thank you, Brad.